question is, of course, whether Theresa May has managed to secure any further reassurance on the Irish border backstop that might persuade more MPs to support her deal. And then yesterday we had MPs inflicting a narrow defeat on the government to try to prevent a no-deal Brexit. Let's talk to Professor Anand Menon. Excellent. We have the Professor, Director of the UK here <laughs> in a changing Europe. He knows his bananas. Uh, so you've got this new survey that you have undertaken and, uh, you know, taken, carried out. You spoke to 98 MPs about the negotiations to carry on the Michael Gove theme. Which way is it swinging? Well, it doesn't look like uh, any fam famous actors or actresses are about to appear over the horizon. I mean, the news from the survey, Nikki, was pretty bad for the Prime Minister. I mean, you were just talking about the Irish backstop and a solution. One of the things I surveyed found was that 55% of Tory MPs think that the whole issue of the Irish border is being exaggerated by the EU for the purposes of the negotiations. So that doesn't bode well for their willingness to compromise uh, with the Prime Minister. Yes, Boris Johnson has consistently said that it has all been overplayed, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and across the board, what we find from this survey is, on the Tory benches in particular, there is no sense that there have to be compromises or trade-offs. I mean, a, a high proportion of Conservative MPs think that we will be better off because of trade deals with countries like China and the US, even if we fall out of the European Union. And so they don't see any cost to this, which makes it a real struggle for the Prime Minister, who's put together a deal that involves a series of very careful compromises. I have been, uh, you know, as one does, talking to a few Brexiteers and a few Remainers in you know, off the record and in confidence, and quite a lot. There's a, there's a little bit of common ground between some of them, which is uh, Norway. Well, to an extent. I mean, there was a re report released by uh, Robert Halfont, a Conservative MP, and Lucy Powell, a Labour MP, earlier this week that talks about common market 2.0, which is meant to be a, a better way of saying Norway. Uh, and there is certainly a group of MPs that would like to see us do a Norway plus, which means being in the single market and the common market. But what the survey finds is quite interesting is last year, 8% of Labour MPs thought that being in the single market wasn't compatible with the outcome of the referendum. This year it's 36%. So whilst opposition on the Tory benches to what Theresa May is proposing is hardening, opposition in the Commons to a softer form of Brexit also seems to be hardening. How's it going to play out next week, do you think? That is a really mean question. Uh, I don't think anyone knows, to be honest. Uh, at this moment, it looks highly unlikely that this deal is going to get majority support in the Commons. I can't see from where we are now how Theresa May gets this through because what is striking is we seem to be taking off, taking up exactly where we left off before Christmas. There doesn't seem to be any sign of movement among MPs. What the Prime Minister hoped before Christmas, I think, was MPs would go home, cool down, talk to constituents who'd say, just get this done, just back the deal. There doesn't, doesn't seem to be any evidence of that at the moment, so I suspect that she's going to lose. And she says, my way or the highway, doesn't she? So listen, this is the big question. This is what I think our listeners really want to know. And what we want to know, if and when this vote does not get through... Then what? An extension of Article 50? There have been mutterings from within about that, apparently. Uh, it, will the whole debate change about the possibility of, a, of another referendum? Will she come round to that? Uh, maybe a referendum along the lines of her deal or no deal, and then allow somebody else to insert or another referendum in that arrangement? Or are we hurtling towards no deal? What, 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 what? Well... 
in the in the short term, I think the crucial question is, if this deal is defeated, how much is it defeated by? If it's de defeated by a landslide, then I think the Prime Minister's position becomes pretty untenable. And it might be that the Cabinet turn to her and say, look, enough is enough, you've failed, we need to move on with another leader. Uh, it might be that uh, there is a vote of no confidence in the government put forward by the Labour Party. Uh, I find it very hard to see this Prime Minister moving forward with the referendum. I don't think there's a majority in Parliament for a referendum at the moment either, though, of course, when this, if and when this deal fails, then the whole parliamentary arithmetic changes. If this deal ceases to be an option, then actually you're going to see people either moving towards no deal, towards some other sort of deal, though I don't think there's one possible in the time we've got left, or towards a referendum. So I think you'll see a lot of movement in parliamentary opinion straight after the vote next week, uh, the week after next. Yeah, people within the Cabinet are saying, let's careful how we go here, as far as the Conservatives are saying, because if we get this wrong, we will not be forgiven for, you know, a generation politically. Uh, you know, we, people are seeing reflections of uh, our leaving the uh, exchange rate mechanism way back when. So a, a leadership election? Seriously? With the clock ticking? Well, it's conceivable. I'm not saying it's likely. But if you think about it this way, the Prime Minister's signature task during her Prime Ministership has been Brexit. And if she goes to the Commons the week after next with a deal that she has negotiated painstakingly over two years and, the, and Parliament throws it out by a whopping majority, it does make her position very difficult indeed. Now, this Prime Minister has been written off several times before, and I'm not underestimating her stickability, but you get to a point where you wonder whether senior ministers aren't going to say, look, this is going nowhere, we need a change. What would the timetable be? Any thoughts? Any idea? Well, uh, when we were talking about the leadership challenge in the Conservative Party before... Christmas, uh, there was talk that the parliamentary process could be got out of the way in two to three days and the consultation with memberships could be done in about three to four weeks. But obviously that still eats into the Article 50 time because any new prime minister, whether that comes about via a leadership election or via a general election, is going to want to go to Brussels and try and negotiate their own deal. At that point, I think we're in extension territory. Mm. Thank you very much indeed. I hope we talk again before too long. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think we will. Professor Anad Menon, Director of the UK and a Changing Europe. It's